3: News is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We're on Love 99.5 FM. We're on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We're on ATL and Castle FM in Cape Coast. We're on Radio Max in Takradi, Kekeli Radio in Ho and San City Radio in Keta. We're live on Twitter Spaces. We're on Facebook. We're on MyJoyOnline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Dura Plus goes, water flows. This afternoon,
4: in terms of genuine love for the candidates, the are tops all. I will vote for
5: Chasupoku. Um, Chatsupoko has been able to train more than 1,500 EDGs in All
3: love. eyes on Asin North as Ghana's two main political parties are set for a fierce political battle with the potential to either increase their parliamentary seats or maintain what they already have.
6: He says
1: the MPP is trying to scare him. We are not the ones. It is Ghana's law that is scaring him. I am standing here today. That is a lie. He won't go to prison.
3: We're live in the constituency for the latest. Also, the governing NPP to grill 10 presidential aspirants ahead of a super delegate congress in August.
7: It is
8: possible. And that is why I am offering myself. If you elect a poodle, you should be prepared to be led by unseen opportunists lurking in the shadows who control the poodle. Please. Make Alan the leader and we'll break the age.
3: We have a special report on the men seeking to lead the NPP in the 2024 presidential election. Also, gas and petrol shortage to hit Accra. By Wednesday, if the fuel tanker driver strike is not resolved, LPG marketers are warning.
4: If this is not averted immediately and it's allowed to persist till Wednesday, by Wednesday we'll start seeing some queues in uh, various LPG and fuel stations.
3: We have details as the tanker drivers resolve not to return to work until roads leading to their depots are fixed and he suffered severe burns as a child during the June 3 disaster, now a 20-year-old begging to survive.
8: I really need the surgery because I am experiencing a lot of stigmatization. People do not want me closer to them because of my disfigured face.
3: That's in our Flats of Trauma series. You want to stay for that? We have sports.
1: George, a reveals vision for Ghana football after declaring his intention to contest for the FA's presidential seat.
3: And much later, farmer and philanthropist Isaac Adjaoto crowned overall winner at the maiden edition of the Joy News Impact Makers Awards. Isaac Adjaoto, please appreciate him.
4: Keep the applause going, please.
9: Now more people are seeing what we are doing and I'm happy more people are and then are willing to come in to support True Joy News.
3: I'll give you all that and more here on the Midday News. I am MFA Fah This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. We are Joy. Is your election headquarters and all eyes are on us in North as Ghana's two main parties, NDC and NPP, are set for a fierce political battle tomorrow, June 27, with the potential to either increase their parliamentary seats or maintain what they already have. The big question remains will James Jatukweson be successful in his bid to return to the house? My colleague Oheming Terrier was in the area for the final round of campaigning yesterday.
4: Supporters of the new patriotic party. He fired a downpour on Sunday to attend the last open campaign of the party ahead of the by-election on Tuesday. President Agufran told party sympathizers he had no hand in the prosecution of the embattled judge prison.
6: He says the
1: MPP is trying to scare him. We are not the ones. It is Ghana's Law that is scaring him. It is the law that is working.
4: But in a swift response, former president John Dramani Mahama insisted President Akufuado aired in comparing the Adamo Sakande story to that of James Yachikwezin.
5: The
1: president cannot lie to the people of Asim to think Sakande issue is the same as Yachikwezin. Sakande went to prison because he lied. He hid his passport. I am standing here today. That is a lie. He won't go to prison.
3: Let me take you live to Asin North, where my colleague Richard Kojunya is on standby for us. Richard, I'm told that um, anyone who matters in the two main political parties have descended on Ascend North. Tell us about the situation.
6: That is true. Um, after yesterday's big rallies from both political parties, the one that was held by the MPP, Led by the president himself, the vice president, the chief of staff, and other big uh, wigs of the MPP, there was another big rally from the NDC, led by former president John Mahama. They were hopping from one community to the other late um, in the night, like 12 uh, uh, a.m. Uh, they were still on the ground; they were hitting the ground. But today, uh, one would have expected that the dust would settle and there wouldn't be much of political activity. But now. It is even heating that uh, people are popping out of their homes, their farms, and they are joining the big conversation here at Asim break. And so it's very, very interesting. You know that no one can say that uh, MPP is winning or NDC is winning. Anyone who could predict will say it is very, very close and any of the candidates could win.
4: Actually, whatever people have been hearing outside the constituency is not correct. In terms of genuine love for the candidates, the two tops all only that uh, some of the party members of the national democratic congress are afraid the elections will be rigged
7: but clearly that is per my understanding that is what president was trying to tell the people me i thought that was the question he was asking the people of Asenot, you understand? Which I feel clearly, you know our MP from Jomoro, the same thing happened to her. She was also frustrated in a a court like this, with dual citizenship issue and all her view. But by the grace of God Almighty, today she is free. So then the Kufado said here, categorically, asking the people of Asenot that, would would they be happy to vote for someone who will be sent to jail? How did he know he will be sent to jail? Is the case predetermined? I'm voting for Charles Opoku.
5: So tell me, why will you vote for Chasopoku? I'll vote for Chasopoku based on three things. Um, Chasopoku has been able to train more than 1,500 individuals in Asenov in apprenticeship and vocational training. I want to tell you something. When you was coming, he promised us that he'll bring or you create jobs in That But that is not what you are seeing here. And then when my brother was speaking, he said that um, injustice, injustice, injustice. But it seems that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, justice is prevailing in this country. Joe Honorable Joe came 2012, came 2016. He couldn't renounce his citizenship. He couldn't. So many, he didn't, he don't, he don't even respect the people of Asin North.
3: Well, in all this, there have been concerns about potential violence ahead or tomorrow during that by-election. My colleague, Ohiming Terry is also covering another portion of Asin North for us. He joins us on the line. So, Ohiming, uh, because of the consent, we understand that the Electoral Commission, together with the police, are meeting the parties ahead of the by-election. Tell us more.
4: Three political parties, the National Democratic Congress, New Pacific Party, and LPG are taking part in tomorrow's by-election. So the representatives of these political parties uh, are meeting the inspector general of police and the entire police uh, police administration uh, to iron out any security concerns that could arise as a result of tomorrow's uh, by-election. Just a while ago, the media were allowed to take part in the uh, opening uh, session. And the NDC is being led by the National Chairman, Johnson Essie Dunquetia, supported by uh, both the General Secretary and the National Organizer, C.C. Kwete and uh, Joseph Yami, and other party bigwits. And PP, on the other hand, is also represented by a uh, former uh, chairman, Peter Mark Menu, the National Organizer, Nana Boache. And several other uh, officials of the new, new patriotic party. The LPG here is also represented by their uh, regional uh, central regional chairman. And the police have been spelling out what they expect the political parties uh, to do when uh, the election kickstart uh, tomorrow. Uh, so after they closed the closed-door meeting... Uh, the media will be allowed in. Uh, we are told the IGP and the Electoral Commission, which is also led by the Director of Elections, Dr. People, would brief the media on the guidelines, the roadmap. Uh, for tomorrow's by election, as far as security is concerned, here MFR,
3: that's my colleague Oheming Terry, and this is your election headquarters. We are all over the Asin North by election for you on radio, television, and online, and also on all our social media platforms. Well, we can hear from the two main political parties, they are both setting of winning the Asin North seats. First, we'll start with an NPP national organizer, Henry Nanabuache.
4: We, we've done a lot. First of all, we campaign on the numerous projects we've done in the Conscious and the people are very, very happy about it. If you put together all the um, interventions, the infrastructure interventions in the Conscious we are talking about close to about 120 projects. um, From Friday, we've seen the 5% commissioning the 32-kilometer road right from Asim Praso to Asim Fosu. There's also another road um, completed, that is the Kushnier Road. We have uh, the Breku Road. In fact, but for the heavy rain, you've had... Rain for the past four days, but for the heavy rains, the town roads in Breku and then that of our country, would have been asphalted, right? We've had agenda 111, the hospital coming up is almost about uh, 70% complete, We've got into the uh, roofing stage. We commissioned the Astrotep there.
3: Well, the NDC's uh, Deputy General Secretary Mustafa Gwande is also setting that the party will win that uh, by election tomorrow, but they have concerns about vote buying.
5: All that they seek to engage in is vote buying, vote buying. But the question we ask is how long can we sustain this new paradigm being introduced by Nanado as one of his legacies? Can we shade away development? Can we sacrifice growth? Can we sacrifice? Um, standard of living, and begin to share money for the purposes of political experience. That is how low Nanado has brought governance. That is how low the MPP has brought our country to.
0: Right.
5: And that, for us in the NDC, we believe that beyond the issues in court, and we also know that Yachikwesin is a very honourable person. Um, he is not a criminal. In the eyes of the law as we stand today, nothing forbids him from being a member of parliament.
3: That's the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Gbandi. Well, research agency Global Info Analytics in the recently conducted poll tips the NPP's Charles Opoku as being slightly ahead of James Jachikwes and Joseph Akablé. is with our political desk. He joins me in studio with more. What are the details, Joseph? So in terms of the outcome from this particular poll, it puts it,
1: him at a lead in terms of just 1.1 percent, with 6.9 percent of the voters undecided. And so they were asked the question, "Who would you vote for in the by-election?" 45.6 mm-hmm. percent said they'll vote for James Jachiequasin, and for Charles Opoku, 46. 7%. So The other candidates, uh, e Isefen who just 0.3% said they will vote for her and 6.9% are undecided and 0.5% indicating that they will not vote at all. They were asked the question again, what action would you take if you are offered an inducement to vote for a particular candidate? Uh, 78% said yes they will accept and vote for that candidate. 16% said they will accept and vote against the other candidate, that candidate. And 3% said they'll reject and vote against. Mm. And the other 3% they'll reject and still vote in this particular election.
3: Well, details of the Global Info Analytics poll recently conducted, and it's tipping the NPP's Charles Opoku has been slightly ahead of James Jachi who wins the Aston North by election. The wait is almost over, and your election headquarters will bring you more all day, all the way till the last vote is counted. And the declaration also done. We'll stay a while longer in politics because the NPP. That's the new, the governing new patriotic party is set to vet 10 presidential aspirants in July ahead of the super delegates' congress in August to trim the number down to five. The vetting is to determine the aspirant's suitability to lead the party in the 2024 presidential elections. Well, at the close of nominations, only the former transport director at the Jubilee House failed to turn up. Elton Brobe of our political desk looks at the 10 men hoping to be president in 2025.
10: The exercise, which opened on Friday, May 26, saw 10 out of 11 Flavora Hufos filed their nominations in their bid to lead the party in the 2024 general elections. One after the other, they pitched their intent to the nation. Running May to President Okufuado in the 2008 and 2012 elections, but finally exhumed the role of vice president after a resounding victory in Dr. Mohamed Baumia. Said he had built a solid track record of achievements and performance over the last two decades and should now be entrusted with a mantle to lead the party and subsequently the country. It is possible. And that is why I am
7: offering myself in all humility to contest in the primary of this great new patriotic party to become our flag bearer and
0: president. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? for
10: three consecutive primaries of the MPP, he came second to President Akufuado. With the slogan, a drew so, the former trade and industry minister, Alan Koyoshi Matem is hoping to be fourth time lucky. He appealed to delegates of the party to vote for him as Ghanaians were rooting for no other person than him to become the next president and change the country for the better. If the people of Ghana are asking for Alan to become the next president of our republic, please... Make Alan the leader and will break the age. Former General Secretary of the MPP, kabinat Japan said his vision will be to build on inclusivity, economic growth, and sustainable development.
8: They have a responsibility to choose the next leader of our party with wisdom and forethought. I want to paraphrase the great writer Octavia Butler. Quote, if you elect a poodle... You should be prepared to be led by unseen opportunists lurking in the shadows who control the puddle.
10: Former vice president of the Bank of New York, Boacher Jacon, says he is ready to serve. This is the time
11: to make them feel that there is a new leadership coming, a new leadership that will turn the corner and make life better than we see it
10: today. For six years, he led Ghana's agricultural sector with a planting for food and jobs, a key driver. Former Food and Agricultural Minister, Dr. Fiyakoto, said the party needs to be united to break the aid.
6: The same way I was able to bring agriculture to the front line of policy discussion, it will be the same way that agriculture will be used to take us out of the clutches of the island.
10: The rest are former Attorney General Jogati, Energy Analyst Koyopoku, Member of Parliament for Since Central Kennedy, Johanna Jipom, former MP for Mampong, Fansa Dainimo, and former member of parliament for offensive of Dr. Kunedu Apreku. the number of aspirants who filed to contest the 2023 flagbearership is the highest number so far as compared to the 2007 presidential
3: primaries. Well, director of elections of the NPP Evans Nemaku says the process leading to the delegates' congress in November will be fair. We
7: we'll begin the engagement of
11: voting from third to sixth of next month. When this process ends the party will get to know whether there will be Special Electoral College or otherwise. It is hoped that the process towards the conduct of the presidential primaries will start technically from the vetting of the presidential hopefuls.
3: Evans Demako, Director of Elections for the NPP, taking us out of the election headquarters for now. And the LPG Marketers Association is warning there could be queues at gas and petrol stations if the strike of petrol tanker drivers is not resolved by Wednesday. Tanker drivers have declared an indefinite strike over poor roads leading to their depots. Listen to the Vice Chairman of the Petrol Tankers Drivers Union, Sunday Alabi, explaining the reason for the action.
4: The issue is our roads, our depots, hmm. from GTP and about to Pum Junction, All the depots are located there. And then Kumasi Depot, the Boss Enclave. Uh, the roads, you know, it's not good there. So that's why we are embarking on strike.
11: The call now is to the roads ministry or who exactly to fix the roads. In
4: 2017, uh, we visit the president at the Flaster House and we complain about our bad road networks. And he asked the road ministers to see to it that he constructed the road for us.
11: How is the poor roads affecting your work as tanker drivers?
4: As tanker drivers, it breaks our springs, it bursts our tyre. And anytime you get to the depot, they do pre-load inspection. So when they see that your spring is broken or your tyre is is burst, they will not load you before mm-hmm. you go and fix those things and come back. It happens again.
3: Well, Vice Chairman of the LPG Markets Association, Gabriel Kumi, tells Joy News if the strike extends beyond Wednesday, there could be a complete shortage.
4: The tanker drivers are part of the chain. They go to the depots and cut the product and send them to the various gas stations and the various uh, fuel stations. So once they are not working, you can expect that whatever we have in our tanks will run down eventually. And once the supplies are not coming in, there will be shortage of LPG and shortage of fuel. Um, Uh, diesel and petrol in town. If this is not averted immediately and it's allowed to persist till Wednesday, by Wednesday we'll start seeing some queues in uh, various LPG and fuel stations.
3: That's Gabriel Kumi, Vice President of the LPG Markets Association. Let's go live to Tema and speak to correspondent Elvis Washington. Elvis, we'll talk about the effect of this uh, particular action, but how bad are the roads they're talking about? You've seen it. Paint a picture to us. (laughs) Hello Elvis. Hello MFR. Can so, I hear the question again? So I'm asking about the state of the roads that these drivers are talking about. All right. So Emma, indeed.
6: Um the road is uh eight kilometer road I must say starting from the, the Valku Valko runabout through to the Cone Junction and indeed this very road if you come here trust me they are it's a it's in a very deplorable state for which reason drivers would have to move in a very slow pace to avert any rollover and the, the, on this very stretch, there are about six different oil deposits here. So should there be a rollover according to the drivers? It's going to be a national disaster. And as far as it affecting the health of these drivers, they say if there be a rollover of any tanker, it, it's actually going to be disastrous. disaster. For which reason, they are actually calling on government to come to their aid. Indeed, in 2021, there was a short capping on this very road by the roads minister who promised them that immediately work was going to commence. Indeed, Something was
5: started, but it got truncated along the line. If you can they fail, then I can assure you that still the tanker drivers will still sit down. How many
11: days are you giving them? We are, to get
5: no, we are not giving them days. Okay, we have sit down from today till we we see or we realize that there's a machine, okay, committed machine. Not that they will bring it today, tomorrow, and then maybe for just to come camouflage right us or maybe to pollute our mind. Then the third day they will come for it. If we haven't seen them working on this road effectively, mark it somewhere, mark it on the road, then they will see the tanker drivers in different colors.
3: That's the chairman of the Tanker Drivers Association. The MPA has since declined to comment publicly on the matter now, with leadership saying they are engaging at the highest levels to resolve the matter. We'll bring you further details later in the day. This is the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM live. Also on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. We're also on a number of affiliates. We're on Twitter Spaces. We're on Facebook, myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tanks we've been to a sin north where all eyes are on the two main political parties as they set for that fierce political battle with the potential to either increase their parliamentary seats or maintain what they already have when we return from the break we have sports and then farmer and philanthropist isaac Ajauto, crowned overall winner at the mailing edition of the News impact makers awards isaac Ajauto, please appreciate him
4: Keep the applause going, please.
9: Now, more people are seeing what we are doing, and I'm happy more people are, and are willing to come in to support true journeys.
11: Imagine, say, what a wake-up at dawn. In you know all both in you no know chop, where it vanished for your area for two weeks. Uh? You not get one drop safe inside your tanku. Hey. Hadja, our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water tank? Yes, water tank. Mamma mia, that water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past masses. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana army. That water tank they carry water. So say some logo left inside the supply tank. What a tank! That's my boss, who, Mr. Foncho. Go talk <laughs> beautiful, durable,
1: with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank, what a
7: tank by Duraplast. <laughs> Have you noticed that Ghana has suffered lack of attendance at stadia across the country in recent years? Well, the multimedia group wants to be part of the solution, which is why we're calling on you, our dear listener, to help us. Our sister station in Shira FM in Kumasi has been on a nationwide campaign to identify factors influencing poor patronage of Ghana Premier League matches. This campaign has been widely discussed on traditional and social media since the beginning of the year. And after widespread stakeholder engagement, we have a list of questions in a survey that will help us come out with a communique based on on science and data and we need you to assist by completing this survey the link to the survey is bit.ly forward slash fill gpl questionnaire once again bit.ly forward slash fill gpl questionnaire please help insura fm and the multimedia group complete the survey in order to have a scientific response to this national problem
3: Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's do sports. Mubarak, what do we have?
1: Thank you very much. MFA is former vice president of the GFA, George Ifriye, who has promised to make Ghana's national teams formidable and run an association devoid of friends and cronies if elected. Ifriye is back to contest for the FA's presidential seat after losing the last election in 2019 to current boss Kreku, whose mandate ends in October this year.
5: We need to move on from repetitive mistakes towards a more practical approach to solving problems. In these challenging times, I come in as a beacon of hope, believing in the immense potential of Ghana football to rise above adversities. I offer a vision for future where our national teams will continuously compete at the highest level. Competence is the foundation upon which success is built. I will ensure that the GFA operates with the highest level of professionalism and competence, devoid of nepotism, chronism, vindictiveness and disunity.
1: Well, that's GFA presidential hopeful, Georgie Free.
3: Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now, he suffered severe burns as a child during the June 3 disaster eight years ago, but now a 20-year-old begging to survive. That's the story of Solomon Akrigu. He says his completely disfigured face has complicated his woes, as he's unable to stay outside on a hot day. He fears even marriage will be a problem because people do not want him closer to them. Here I accept of Maxwell Agba report as we continue our flat of Trauma series.
11: It is the evening of June
3: 3, 2015. Flat
11: water has displaced fuel from the storage tank underground at the fuel station at Circle. Solomon Akrugu was just 12 years old sitting in a room nearby. He suffered severe burns on his face. It completely disfigured him. Eight years later, on a Monday morning, I meet Solomon at East Ligon doing what he does every day, begging for arms. I only get food to eat
8: when I go to the traffic light to beg for money. Some of them sack me when I get closer to their cars. Some of them think I am wearing a mask. A man once told me to go and look for a job and stop wearing the mask. A lot of people tell me that. I am homeless, I always sleep in front of shops because I do not have a place I call my home.
11: He says marriage will be difficult because no woman is attracted to him.
8: I really need the surgery because I am experiencing a lot of stigmatization. People do not want me closer to them because of my disfigured face. Even the drivers in cars find it difficult to give me money. Nobody wants me around when the sun is out and hot and the light hits my face it's really painful that's why i need help i can't touch it because blood will start oozing from my face if i do so i go and hide in the
12: shade until this evening
11: the one ghana movement has since 2017 been pursuing justice for the persons affected one of their lawyers Samson Ladi Anyenini let the matter in court in 2018 the case is still pending he says it has been a very slow process because there have been what we call interlocutory processes um in the in the in the in the course
3: and that's our Flats of Trauma series. Now, the man making a difference through farming, Isaac Adjaoto, has been crowned the overall winner of the maiden edition of the Joy News Impact Makers Award. Isaac founded the Farm for Livelihood Association in Adar for the organization which operates in the Adar East and West, generates income from farms and uses it to support physically challenged persons. Max Ola has more.
11: It was a night of celebration and recognition. Founder, of the Farm for Livelihood Association at Adafo, Isaac Adjao Tor emerged the overall winner. He says the spotlight Joy News has put on his charity work is already yielding positive results as more people are willing to support his efforts.
9: I'm very much happy and I'm happy for Joy News. It's very, very difficult for us for the past three years. And Joy News and then multimedia group, came in with this platform for us to expand our activities that we can even support more people now more people are seeing what we are doing and i'm happy more people are coming and then are willing to come in to support true journeys
2: and multimedia escuchas ese rugido sientes la experiencia de poder la emoción de la libertad